the Death Star. That thing's operational. Dr. Ben, now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. Hello and welcome to episode 53 of The Usual Podcast, a podcast where we discuss Star Wars The Old Republic, the Star Wars franchise, and geek and pop culture. I'm your host, Marshall, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Will. Say hello, buddy. Hi, everybody. How are you doing this evening? This is take two. Take two! But it's all right, because we're here enjoying our usual frosty beverages, not day drinking, night drinking, but we're drinking. So what are you having, buddy? Uh, tonight, I'm drinking a Shock Top Belgian White Ale. Mm, it's delicious, but um, I like mine a little hoppier. So I'm drinking Fog Cutter Double IPA from Lost Coast Brewing Company, and I haven't had this in a while. It's got a guy, like a like a skeleton on a, on a, on a bike. Like a motorcycle. That's a chopper. Chopping it up, it cutting it up. It looks like a, a pan, a pan head, or a, what's what's the a pan head? It's the kind of wow. Uh, mm. oh, it's the kind of a motorcycle that Wolverine gets in the origin story, and that Captain America has uh, when he's oh, back in the forties. No idea, but I know what you're talking about. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> great way to start so before we get started if you have comments or questions you can find us at the usual podcast.com email us at the usual podcast at gmail.com and of course we're on facebook google plus pinterest instagram and Sotor network i'm at darth pops on twitter will is at i am will griggs itunes stitcher radio google play find us there give us positive ratings love us like us share us Good yeah luck. you know i could have gone a totally different way when you said fog cutter it made me think of turd cutter <sighs> always making me edit I'm not going to edit that. No, you're not. <laughs> so anyway, uh, we have the timestamps in the show notes for non-Sortor fans, and um, we do have uh, a lot today. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun show. Yeah. So let's get really quick. I'm going to I'm gonna shorten these a little bit. So we have patreon.com slash usual podcast, a way to support our show. Of course, we have all of the ways to support our show on our Patreon, on our support us page, um, on our website, theusualpodcast.com. And um, we're going to do another drawing. I think we've decided on episode 60. I think yeah, it's a nice way. round number. Yeah, we like round numbers over here, apparently. In honor of Disney's 60th anniversary. There you go, buddy. Disneyland's 60th anniversary. We're going to talk about that later. And uh, so give us a buck or two an episode, or ten bucks an episode, and we'll give you socks and beer for after a couple weeks of that, And because we love you, and you gave us lots of money. Socks and beer. Uh, AudibleTrial.com, get a free book on us. I'm going to stay with the Mistborn trilogy. I'm on the second book now uh, by uh, Brandon Sanderson. It is delightful. Very good. You're going to be proud of me. I actually started listening to an audiobook this week. Holy, wait, what? I know, right? You always say it, but then you don't. I know. Well, no, <laughs> I actually, I'm five and a half hours into The Force Awakens. Mm, what do you think so far? Uh, it's very good. Uh, it's, I'm, it's Mark Thompson, right? That is, yeah, Mark Thompson. He's Mark amazing. Thompson's great. He's amazing. His voice of Ray sounds yeah. oddly weird. Yeah. The, the, his lay is a little off too. Um, they don't really sound like them. No. Like the guys he impersonates pretty well, Except but the girls, his, it's like a voice he decides to use for them. His Finn does not sound like Finn either. No, but I like, I kind of like his Finn though. I love his Lando, but sadly Lando's not in it. But anyway, yeah, good. I'm yeah, but no, it's, it's a, it's good. You, it, there's not a ton of extra stuff so far. No. There's a little bit more in the discussion with Poe and, uh, Han? Uh, Max von Sydow's character. I always forget his name. Lord Santeca. Lord Santeca, yes. Good. The other scene, too, with the chrome trooper is expanded a bit, too. Once yes. You get there, which is pretty cool. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> You're really making this fun for me, aren't you? I'm sorry. <laughs> we have a couple other At ways. I haven't fallen asleep yet. That's a good point. You're awake. We have a couple other ways to support our show. We have Warby Parker and, of course, Gamefly. You're familiar with Gamefly. Get a 30-day trial on us. Rent games. Keep them if you want. Get a discount. Um, I recommend that for sure. And Warby Parker, if you need new glasses, they'll give you five pairs for five days. Try the frames on. 
uh, you know, get them back and it helps us. So lots of ways to support us. Uh, nobody does, but it'd be nice when you do. It will be nice when you do. So thank you. Thank you ahead of time. Future us thanks you. No, I think present us thanks future you. <laughs> well said. All right. Shall we get to Star Wars The Old Republic, my friend? Pew. Oh, wait. I'm not ready with the bumper. Uh, so say something else real quick. Uh, now it's time to get into Star Wars. Do you want to fight? I'm ready. You do not have to stand against me. Don't do it. Instead, I will share all of this with you if you will only kneel. You made me talk over my bumper because I thought you were going to do the you thing. Can't you can't not do it. picture it now. I know. I hate you. Anyway, so let's start with our community shout outs as we always do. We love our SOTOR community. We um, do. The first thing we'll start on a sort of sad note. I know. I saw this in your show notes. What the hell? Well, um, Old Republic Radio um, did their, I believe they're dubbing their second to last show. They're going to do a goodbye show. but their penultimate. If yeah. You will. Yeah. Yeah. So basically they've been... I don't know. The word salty has been thrown around. Um, they're, they're Raiders, you know, and they don't want to continue to talk about a game they're not playing. But at the same time, um, they're not excited about the content because there's no real new content for them right now or even on the horizon. So, um, they're a great show. This is the second group of guys that have done this show. I've listened to both groups. Um, I'm going to miss them. Um, so, you know, I can't wait to listen to their last episode and I wish them all the best. I know they still game and they'll probably pop into Swotor, but they're going to stop the podcast. So. It's completely understandable. I mean, obviously, the, the, the game itself is taking, I don't want to say different directions, but it's mm. definitely going a, a, a winding path right now. It is. And, you know, I know for us, if for some reason we got, like, salty about geek and pop culture, we'd probably stop this show. But fortunately... That's not going to happen. It's not going to happen anytime soon. But, you know... If we stop playing Swotor, we'll drop our Swotor section. It's just, it's just the way, exactly. way it would go. So it does make sense and, and we'll miss you guys. But, uh, hopefully I get to hang out with Neptune one more time on the GGC next week. Um, and he'll be around. They'll be around. Yeah. So. They're still part of our community. Absolutely. Um, Swotor Escape podcast. I'll give them a quick shout out on their latest episode. They talked about, uh, the new crafting changes. Right. And really gave some nice, if you're sending out companions on crafting missions and stuff like that, Max always does like spreadsheets and tracks these things and stuff like that. So definitely give them a listen if you're interested to see uh, what's worth running, what's not worth running, that kind of thing. So um, they always do a good job getting that kind of st- those kind of stats and stuff out there. For That's us. good. So um, now it's on. I mean, obviously, we're, we're, look, bad feeling apparently does listen to our show. I mean, Brian claims it. I, you know, look, I think. I, I think I think Brian might, be, but I think Chuck is just <laughs> Should we throw Chuck talking out his ass. <laughs> <laughs> no, we we love those guys, and uh, they did get back. Okay, so they claim they forgot about our uh, about us. They blamed it on their lack of show notes. Look, we have show notes. We actually prepare for our show, boys. So for for being in radio for so long, you think they <laughs> might be doing the same? Oh, that was a good one. Uh, look, we love you guys. Uh, we don't. It's on, and our feud is. We love you a long time. Yeah, it's ready to go. And I think um, dance off is probably important. I think a dance off would work. Uh, or maybe we just keep doing little jabs at them. You know, that's what it is. Is we're gonna get them to come to Comic Con, right? And we'll just go all Dance Dance Revolution. Can I'll you imagine watching too. Chuck and I do Dance Dance Revolution? I would love to see that. <laughs> I would pay to see that. There would be <laughs> lots of beer to be involved in that. And beard. Lots of beer and beard. I would grow <laughs> out my beard even further. Oh, that would be nice. Uh, anyway, boys. Uh, yeah, it's on. So we accept your 
challenge again. And also, I'll give them, even though they said, uh, you know, they act like they didn't know who we were. I know we don't have as many episodes as you guys, but uh, they did have a great interview with Musco. They did, yes. on, on their show this week. And basically, they got to play, as we mentioned last week, they got to play the new Warzone. And they, yeah, and they got to talk to Musco about it and definitely listen to their latest episode because I can't, I, and, and we'll get to more of that in the news, but that Warzone sounds like a lot of fun. It does sound like, I mean, and this is coming from somebody who's not a huge Warzone fan, right? but I'm actually excited because, uh, you know, I still haven't done the whole Captain Pierce right, uh, or Lieutenant Pierce uh, side quest because I don't do Warzones, but right. I'm just going to say- M14X. Uh, it's depending on- Oh, whatever side you're on. Right. Got it. And uh, so I'm, it's just going to be, uh, I'll be doing that when I when it gets released. Totally. So a weekend game. What'd you do? Uh, well, we wogged it up nice. Yeah, that was fun. It was a fun wog. We didn't get through the whole app. No. But that's okay. No, not at all. But it was definitely fun. And it was for me, it was my first time playing Dread Palace. Right. That's right. I forgot that you didn't go on. We were on the pub side last time we ran through right. it. Right. And um, yeah, I mean, actually, any of the, the ops that are actually connected to story, really, like Dread Palace, Dread Fortress, uh, the one uh, on Yavin, uh, you know, I haven't done any of these. Right. So it's kind of nice that I'm kind of getting more, because, you know, me, I'm a story person. So it's nice that I'm getting more of the story stuff in there. Cool. Um, which is very cool. Um, I finished off Chapter 10 with my Bounty Hunter. Nice. Congrats. Which was nice, because he also just met up with uh, Blizz. So he got Blizz oh, back. Oh, cool. Um, and I, I took your advice and I went and, uh, hooked up with the, uh, the mat trader on, on the fleet, fleet and traded in a whole bunch of, uh, level eight mats for level nines. Awesome, dude. Sounds like you were busy. Yeah. And I, I was sending a whole bunch of my tunes off on, uh, or a whole bunch of my companions off on missions to level up to uh, five fifty. Very cool. So I mostly just did wog. I did while I was editing our other show, which will be out probably by the time you listen to this for sure. Uh, I was uh, running around Yavin, gathering some, um, you know, mats and stuff like that. The wog run was fun. Uh, we did get through the first few bosses. Uh, we're going to try it again this week, I think, tomorrow oh, night. Oh, cool. Yeah, that'd be nice. Um, see if we can get through it. If not, maybe we'll find something else to do. But with some of the other news coming out, maybe we, I don't know. We'll see what the group wants to do. But yeah, I had a, I had a good week this week. It was a busy week. Uh, my daughter's birthday and stuff like that. So I didn't get too much gaming in. You know, it's still fun. Yeah. Get some crafting. Um, and actually, it reminds me, one more thing that I did do was uh, I went on Yavin and uh, I did the exploration side quests of uh, the Four Spirits and the oh, Lore. Right. Cool. So very cool. You know, some of the hidden achievements you get. So that was nice. So I got the uh, a nice title of Grave Robber. Oh, I want that one. Sounds nice. Yeah, it's nice. So let's get to the news. All right. So first thing we have here is I wanted to kind of put a follow up. Last week, we mentioned this because it was in the Death Tracker. Dread Fortress, uh, story mode reaches hands, uh, you know, the Brontes, some of the bosses were broken, okay, in the ops. And I was after listening to some of the other podcasts and seeing some of the community feedback, people aren't very happy about this. And I think what had happened was... They said, oh, we're going to try to fix all these ops bosses by 4.3. And what that is, and I didn't really register, I guess, at the time, um, but that's two months from now. That's, yeah, that's a couple couple away. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's March, right? Sorry, that's uh, April. Right, April. And the issue with that is if you're putting out content that's not really connected to ops and then you're breaking the current ops, and this is part of the issue that Old Republic Radio had. Right. If you're going to tell us that's not going to be fixed at 4.3, we're done. Right. They did come back and say, we're hoping to have it for 4.2, but we don't want to promise 4.2 and then have to push well, it know, back. And, and kind of in their defense. I mean, none of us are, I mean, well, there might be, but you and I are not coders. 
We yeah. really we're not, we're not code monkeys. We really don't know what right. the intricacies of getting this fixed. Some are. people in the community work in software development. Some of them um, are coders, but for the most part, um, you know, obviously we don't know what it, what this entails fixing this thing. But at the same time, these ops weren't broken before before four point one. You know what I mean? I think that's what the sticking point is. Right. Here. And so I feel for those guys, man. And and we're not doing this content. You know, we're not doing. And if they are broken. We have so many other ops we haven't done because right. we're a newbie ops group. Exactly. This doesn't affect us. But if you've done all the ops and you're just trying to, you know, vary it up a little bit or or or, or try some of this stuff and it's broken, that's that sucks. It does suck. If that's your main content, I completely understand. So I really hope they get that fixed for 4.2. I really do. I that hope they're nice. really working on it. Yeah. So um, I do understand being in sales though, saying like, I yeah, it should be here next week when. You know, it should be here this week. And then when it comes early, you get to call the customer. Hey, we got it early. Exactly. You know, I think that's kind of, but they did that after the fact. So it's a little sketchy. A so little sketch. I, I feel bad for Eric in that one too. Um, there was downtime this week. Um, and it, there was no patch related to it, but they just, you know, normal maintenance behind the scenes kind of stuff. Right. Um, there was one follow up post. If you haven't received emails with the cartel coin subscriber reward, right? If you didn't get it, they were saying to post it in this particular thread. Did you get yours? Uh, you have to look for it. I don't think so. It's actually not titled what you think it should be. Yeah. Well, I got my monthly cartel coins, but I didn't get a subscriber. Look in your, mine was in my, cause I use uh Gmail and you know how it it divides it up and like mine was in like my promotions one randomly or something like that. So look around for it. If not, they do have a thread where you can post it, but do you actually have to go through the link through the email to, there's a code in the email and you have to like scroll down. It looks like it's like a welcome to chapter 10 email kind of thing okay I, think, I could show it to you no it's okay i think well i just oh you know what i think i just got that today so yeah let me check well they well you might have because of what i'm about to say so the follow-up post uh was today and it basically said over the past few days we reviewed player accounts who've indicated they have not received their cartel coins and uh ch- chapter one subscriber email uh we discovered a few reasons why this might have occurred of course some might have opted out after February 14th. Um, the email was received, but it might have gotten deleted, been in a secondary folder like with me, uh, missed or landed in a spam folder. Also, sometime in the past, you marked one of your Swotor emails as spam, possibly. So it could have blacklisted it. Um, and let's see. It says there was also a small number of players who missed in the original set of emails were sending them um, in the same promotional email. So if you're one of these players who didn't receive your email by tomorrow, you may want to review the above bullet. So basically, if you got yours today, I think they shot out another set of emails today and tomorrow. I just got it. You got it. Perfect. So um, It's a good thing I actually deleted this email already and luckily it was in my trash. <laughs> so it said, with all of that being said, we're going to send another batch of emails and hopefully um, you get it, essentially. And they, they kind of go on to say what the subject line should be. So if you're listening to this and you haven't gotten, you're upset. It's like a familiar face joins your team, play chapter 10 now or chapter 10 and firebrand are here. That's the one that, that mindset. Yeah. So, anyway, so, you know, check all your other folders before you put your name in that thread is basically the crux of this whole thing. Uh, live stream updates. This was interesting. Did you see this? Uh, it says thanks to you, all of you have posted feedback on our live streams. Based on your feedback, we have, uh, some changes planned. So this, this kind of goes on what we were talking about with the story live stream. They're going right. to change it a little bit. Okay. So essentially what they're going to do is they're going to, they're going to have the producer live stream still. Um, that is scheduled the second Thursday of each month, which is the one most of the information, right? Which has been well received and they're able to adjust community concerns, etc. The story live stream hosted by Charles Boyd offers insight to the upcoming story chapters. Unfortunately, it's not working in the live stream format. So what they're going to do instead is they're going to, um, do away with the story live stream. And in its place, the team is going to work on a vlog 
which will provide similar insights in a video format posted to the YouTube channel. Yeah, the the live stream really doesn't lend itself there because it's it's a one way conversation. It is a one way conversation, but not only that, you know, you're trying to talk about a story that you're trying not to spoil, right? And on top of that, the 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 chat is all basically, why aren't you fixing ops? And the upside to the vlog format, they're saying, is this means if you love getting that information, um, you'll still get it. Plus, the vlog will now include gameplay footage and some first looks into the next chapter. Yeah, because it allows them to do a little production value to it. Exactly. So I think this is going to be cool, dude. I, I'm, I'm glad they're kind of are listening to the feedback and saying, like, because, I mean, look, who wants to sit there and try to talk about the story? Like, if you're Charles Boyd and you're sitting there with someone like Alexander Freed and you're talking about the story and you're amped about it and some people are, who are listening are stoked about it. But then the chat is lighting you up exactly. the whole time. You know, that, right. that can't be fun. All right. Next, what do we have? Uh, game update 4.3. 4.3 is on the PTS. I know. Okay. I haven't been on PTS in like over a year. And this is, this is cool. So, uh, it says, I just want to give everyone a heads up. They're going to be working on bringing 4.3 PTS online today. So aiming for around 11 a.m. Uh, CST. Um, and that was today. If you're listening to this, it's probably a few days later, but that's okay. Character copy is now going as well. So if oh, nice. you want to get on the PTS, you can get on there. And um, I'll have more on that in our discussion topic. But um, the, there's some known issues with the PTS. So definitely check that out. We have a link in the show notes. Stuff like Lana doesn't announce the winner at the end of the match. Sadly, because remember Lana uh, right. with the o- Odessa Improving Grounds. Uh, she doesn't announce it. Um, control point signs above the doors are facing the wrong way, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> that is funny. Uh, loading screen does not have rules or maps shown. Uh, vendors are missing from spawn points, uh, daily, weekly PVP do not complete, um, that kind of stuff, uh, no achievements. So there's, there's a bunch of stuff in there too. They're also on this PTS build is the Rishi arena, the new Rishi arena. Oh, nice. And so that's in there, but there has a loading screen issue or something like that, but it's kind of cool. They have both these in there. Um, and those are the only things that are going to be available when you queue for PVP on the PTS. Okay. So, so you won't get random hut balls and stuff like that. Yeah, which would be pointless. Um, they opened up two threads uh, that go along with this for the Odessa Proving Ground feedback and the Rishi Cove. And the Odessa Proving Ground, this is the uh, King of the Hill one. Right. That's the one Bad Feeling was interviewing Moscow about. Exactly. And that's the sounds, one they had all, yeah, it sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, it sounds cool. So th- there's also a balance thread link in there as well, 4.3 class balance thread. Um, so if you have suggestions for that. There was a follow-up to that, too. They said, we want to let you know there are no class balance changes planned currently for 4.3. However, if you find issues or cheesy things with classes and related to the new war zones, let them know in that thread. Yeah, so, Chuck's not going to be happy about that. No. <laughs> One day they'll fix his sniper. Well, the sniper's my main, too, so. Yeah, but you don't PvP. I don't. That's pretty much all he does. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So there's also a, a warning that things should be self-explanatory, but don't use your... um. Your started 60 token on the PTS. <laughs> I, I, that is so funny. <laughs> I love this. It says, if you're using the PTS to test high level content, use the character transfer option found in your account on Swotor. If you use the started 60 token, it's going to be gone and you're not getting it back. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> Which is, I, I don't know. Someone probably did it and was thinking, you know, maybe they didn't know you could transfer tunes. Who knows? But they're not going to be very happy. <laughs> No, not so much. I still think that's funny. It is funny. All right. So then we also have 4.3 PTS strongholds are offline for the current build. So as of right now, they're not online. Although the patch notes would allude to the fact that hopefully they will be soon. So our discussion topic this week, sir, are going to be these quick uh, patch notes. And um, that's pretty much it. Cool. Having to do with the PTS. Let's dig in. 
All right. So first thing, uh, the new Warzone, uh, Odessan, uh, proving ground, uh, train with other mixed faction alliance teams by vying for control of multiple capture points in this new Odessan based Warzone. The power ups to turn the battle in your, uh, use power ups to turn the battle in your favor. And, um, that was one of the funny things about that interview is they were describing some of the power ups. I guess there's a power up to like deactivate a spot, a point or reactivate a point. And, but they have like, they have like timers and like right. their speed ones and there's all kinds. It sounds like beautiful chaos. The king of the hill thing it sounds like a lot with of a lot of strategy involved too. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And you know, what's kind of funny is kind of going into another Star Wars game right now is it's kind of almost, I mean, not gameplay at all. But like format, it's kind of reminded me of Galaxy of Heroes a little bit where you have your dark side quest where you can only have your dark side guys fight. You have your right. light side quest where you can only have your light side characters play. But then when you're going into the PvP stuff or even the, like the cantina battle stuff. You can mix them up. You can mix them up. And so like you've got Darth Vader fighting right next to Luke or, well, you know, Lando fighting next to Akbar fighting next to Kylo Ren. And- which is fun. And this is one of the things, and they said it was really cool seeing that going on. Right. And, and one of the things that they asked Musco was like, Hey, uh, does this mean eventually you're going to change the other ones? And I think it would be great to change the other ones. Right. Um, maybe with, especially if they're definitely trying to tie it into story. Right. And that's why Musco said this one is story based. It makes sense. We're both on a desk and we're doing this thing. Right. My thing is, is now where we're at with the story, it makes sense to make all of them with maybe the exception of Alderaan Civil War. Right. Cause that's kind of time yeah. and place. Right. So. But even like, you know, Hutball the, makes sense because it's like training for the battle with the, you know, the Arkin and those right. guys, right? And even uh, the stuff on Oricon kind of makes sense because you're battling yeah. the Dreadmasters. You can- right. So, I mean, I think this is cool. I think, and I'm going to, I'm going to talk about something else that, that you probably didn't have heard about yet, which is really cool. And I think this kind of goes with where we're going with the game. So, um, also, as we talked about Rishi Cove Arena, there's a new 4v4 deathmatch in ranked and unranked. Yeah, it's uh, cool. I'm, I'm glad that they're, they're putting a little bit of stuff into Rishi because it yeah. seems like it was like the, the, the thing that was ignored when Yavin and Rishi came out. I still wish there was a, a, a Rishi stronghold, but that's just me. Um, let's see. New gameplay focus arenas. So, okay. This is weird. Okay. Let me, let me see what you think. So new gameplay focus areas. You got me thinking. I said arenas, uh, areas. Both PvP and PvP, PvE instances are now available on any server, allowing friends who prefer any gameplay type to play together on the same server. Players can toggle their focus via the character portrait or mini map icon. So think about it like when we, I, I'm imagining it like, you know, when we switch instances on a map. Right. You can switch to like a PvP instance of a PvE server. What is, what do you think this is alluding to? Cross faction or cross server pops. It's sort of along the lines of the mega server thing. I think right. that they were kind of talking about, and I have a I have a thing about that. In yeah, a the the two things about this that that totally piqued my interest is one, it's going to be easier for me to finally get those PvP achievements mm-hmm. that I had to kind of forgo once we left. The you won't PvP feel bad server. about shanking fools if you have to, because you'll be on the PvP shard of it. Right. So that's the thing, and that's the other thing is like you know you know when you accidentally get flagged for pvp because you're too close to a right an opposing terminus or and something. then someone kills you <laughs> yeah um i'm gonna come back to the mega server thing in just a second so i want to finish these patches there's only a few more unlock additional strongholds of course now you can do the five and that'll be at 4.2 right uh i this is in the 4.3 pts oh, okay so i'm thinking that's not going to come till uh 4.3 right yeah. so april 
Uh, more flagship decorations, which is also, excuse me, up, um, up to 300. Yeah, which actually reminds me of something. Unfortunately, Jesse, who's finally getting a shout out for this episode. Hi, Jesse. Is, uh, she set up the, uh, the, the pub side prom for Wookiee Mistake oh, while right. we're in San Jose. I told her that it was, we were probably going to be there that weekend. Yeah. So well, I'll bring my laptop. Maybe we'll be able to jump on. We'll see. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. I'll bring my laptop too and we can use Wi Fi. Hopefully my brother has Wi Fi. Yeah. If he doesn't, I'm, I'm no longer have a brother. <laughs> uh, so general things. Uh, Sorry, Sean. I know, right? For this PTS, it's PVP oriented, uh, missions now have red text in the mission log, which I think is good. Yep. Uh, common decorations have been increased from up to 999 up from 50. That's nice. Um, limited decorations haven't changed. Uh, guilds, of course, can be up to a thousand up from 500. Uh, players can now add a single space in their character name. Oh, nice. So, example, Shatil, space, Sean. Nice. So, I don't know if I'm going to change any of my characters now. I'm used to having only one word options, so I don't know. Yeah, well... But it might be kind of cool with your legacy name, because if you have... If you can add, like... It's almost like adding a middle name or adding, like, a, you know, Will, the, and then whatever, you know... Yeah, I could totally see that. Uh, You know, I wish... surname I wish this had happened a couple months ago, because... I created my my instant sixty was based on Lando Calrissian. Oh, that would have been cool. You can change it though. Yeah, yeah. I still haven't actually shown you that character. He looks like Lando. It's awesome. I'll have to check it out. Uh, let's see. So maximum character length name has been increased from tw- up to twenty from sixteen. Nice. And the who command: if there are less than tw- ten results, the results are returned to the chat window instead of opening the who interface. So this behavior can be changed in preferences. So I guess what this means is instead of popping up that whole the right. the whole thing, it just comes up in chat. Which is cool. So somebody put a post up titled Mega Servers. Okay. Okay. Eric jumps on to, to kind of clarify this a little bit because of what I was just, what we were just talking about. Right. They're like, is this what you guys were talking about with mega servers? Right. Um, is this going to be the solution to all of our problems? So I imagine I didn't read the original post, but I, I imagine it'd be something like if we all move to the Harbinger, right? Right. Then. It would both be a PvP and a PvPe uh, server right. because of the different instances. So then, if everybody moved to the same server, then we'd all have all the pops forever. Yeah, but how would that also slow down performance? I have no idea. But let's. So Eric says, by the term mega servers, I presume you think we are collapsing multiple servers together into mega servers, especially with many of the quality of life features you highlighted. Excuse me. These changes are only designed to allow friends to play together regardless of their personal playstyle. Now someone who wants to play on a PvP server can play on the same server as their friends who don't want to. So, I mean, I see what they're doing. Right. But if the community got together and all moved to one server, that would be a mega server. I wonder what would happen, though. <laughs> They'd probably crash it. <laughs> probably crash it. Uh, any thoughts on any of this stuff? A lot of quality of life stuff, man. Yeah. The one thing that worries me about the, the PVE, PVP, same server thing is if they don't combine into mega servers, then all it's doing is splitting population on the same, in, same planet or same server. Um, yeah, but I mean, you'd still be able, I think I'm imagining it like you would still see them in chat, um, and you'd be able to group together. You would just be on different instances. Like you'd be, You'd be flagged for PvP and so would everybody around you, but... But see, if you're in a different instance, you don't see each other. But I think you're still in the same chat, though. Well, you might be able to chat, but you're not going to be, like, in a group. Right. But I think once you group up, you have to pick a shard. Right. Right? I don't know. We'll see how it plays out. I, I 
I'll wait till we get more information. Yeah, I think it's intriguing, and I think yeah, it's definitely something to think about. And it, and it takes the pressure off too, especially new players that accidentally jump onto a PvP server Not and are like, I don't want to die every two seconds, but then they can just switch to PvE, right? And still be that, with the, that and still, still be with the friends that they made, right? That is still my least favorite experience I've ever had in the game because I mean I've been ganked everywhere, and there's certain on every planet there's certain points where you get ganked, right? Oh, yeah. But there was one guy on. Uh, I mean, I, I say guy. It might have been a girl. I don't know. But the character was was a male uh, tune. Um, and I was on Ord Mantell. Yeah. And, and I kept respawning at the respawn point. I had, ended up having to leave the planet. Yeah. And log out to a different tune because he he was like 40 levels above me. Yeah. They're just griefers, dude. They just like doing that. I don't know yeah, who would it, get it, joy was, out of that. There was but. absolutely no uh, monetary gain or anything because there's nothing. No, of course. It's just, it's just causing someone grief. Yeah. Anyway. Um, last thing here. Well, second to last thing, uh, there's a Warzone playtest scheduled for this weekend and on the PTS. So tomorrow, which is Friday, we're recording this on a Thursday. Uh, tomorrow, Friday, and Saturday evening will be holding their first scheduled playtest for 4.3. Here are the details. So Friday, February 26th, and Saturday the 27th from 4 to 7 Pacific, they're going to queue up for rank- unranked Warzone. So this is a place where either Rishi Cove or Odison Training Ground will pop, and Bioware folks will be on intermittently and incognito to play alongside everyone so this is one of those ones where it's like everybody queue up you know let's get they're as testing many- the limits exactly well also they want to get as many people on there to experience the content too right. and if they're all logged on at the same time the queues will pop so, right so i i might jump in on um i'm not available either one of those i can't even do saturday i might be able to do saturday before we uh for our group we'll see anyway knights of the fallen empire disavowed teaser trailer have you seen this i have not yet uh i'm kind of excited because actually i i think i liked eric jorgen more than most people did yeah he was all right he was the one i chose to run around with when i was on my trooper right i'm just kind of curious because he in the actual trooper storyline and honestly this is like level eight stuff so if you still haven't got a level eight in your troopers we're not even gonna say spoilers so right it's uh you know you find out that he had actually already been busted down from lieutenant to sergeant right and so well, now that he's a major and he's disavowed though so i'm kind of curious what's going on well let's check out the 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 teaser trailer real quick let's do it because it can't be more than 20 seconds right so we'll see jorgen looks good yeah start that from the beginning though okay Right there, the guy on the right. Is that me or does that look like Corsa Rick? But I know he's not a... Oh, no, that's what's her name. That's the mom of her. Oh, okay. Yeah. I couldn't tell. Okay. It, the hair kind of is the same, but yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like he doesn't have a lightsaber, but I just thought that was weird. Right. Anyway, so yeah, that looks cool. I mean, 20 seconds, you can't see anything. He shoots something out of the sky, which looks cool. Yeah, with, so. a, with a badass gun. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm excited about it. I like all the story stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. So and I, and I do like Jorgen, too. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it. All right, man. So, anything else in Sotor, or are we? No, I'm, I'm good jump to go. out. All right, so I'm. I'm one last thing. I'm going to say. I'm just. I'm just excited um, about all this stuff. I might check out the PTS for the first time in a long time since it's back. I might as well at least at least download it, and if I have time, jump on and try out the Warzone. I'm kind of pumped about it, dude. Yeah, I, I I might do it just to jump on, but the I do like PvP, man. For I the really unfortunate do. thing is, is the people that are actually going to get on the PvP or on the PTS to do the PvP are the people that are really really good at it. Yeah, but. It's a PTS, so no one's going to give you too much crap. And with a brand new Warzone, especially if you're going in one of these things, they're going to know it's like, I, I, I just don't think it won't be that big of a deal. Here's what you do. Just turn chat off and just play. <laughs> That's what I do sometimes. Yeah. All right. Time to think about. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's Excuse jump. Excuse me. Let's jump out of this. Whoa. There's that chili. I was raised to do one thing. But I've got nothing to fight for. 
Here we are, Star Wars. Yeah, sorry, I didn't expect you to start the bumper there. <laughs> I started the bumper, so if you heard something about chili, that's why. All right, so uh, <laughs> uh, here we are, Star Wars section. Uh, pew, pew, pew. What do we got here? Let's start with comics, dude. Yeah, you know, we've been talking about uh, the C-3PO one-shot for months now, mm-hmm. and I finally saw, I mean, they, they might have released this a while ago, but I finally saw an official date of release for it, and it looks like it's going to be March 30th. Nice. We were kind of thinking to be March, but yeah, we didn't Yeah, well, I really thought it was know. originally supposed to be January. Oh, yeah. But, we uh, didn't know. Yeah, obviously. so it looks like March 30th, so about a month from today. Cool. I'm excited about that. Yeah, I'm too. It's a, it's just a one-shot, but it's definitely going to explain the red arm. Right. And we can talk about it on our one-shot spinoff, and it'll it'll make sense. It's a one-shot, one-shot. One-shot of the one-shot. All right. So, um, <laughs> have you, did you see any of this stuff? Okay, so here is... I did not. So, Star Wars Episode Eight working title revealed by Carrie Fisher. Um, so this was a story I saw, and because of the tile, of course, I clicked on it. So let me read this to you. With Star Wars Episode Eight now filming, the working title for the movie has now been revealed via Carrie Fisher on Twitter. Fisher posts an image of her dog with a director's chair from the set where Space Bear is featured. Movie studios using working tiles in place of the film's actual tile to help disguise and mask uh, that movie is getting made. Uh, Disney has yet to release Such the actual Blue title. Harvest. Blue Harvest, exactly. So... Let's see. So it says we use AVCO with Star Wars Rogue One using Lung, Lungak Heavy. I don't know what any of this means. Oh, sorry. I missed that. Star Wars The Force Awakens was used to, was said to use AVCO and Star Wars Rogue One using Lun, Lunak Heavy. I don't know what Lunak is supposed to be, but anyway. So, uh, I guess it's, uh, you know, Space Bear? Space Bear. Awesome. Is that a reference is it to Chewbacca? Is it awesome? Sounds cheesy. Uh, well, so is Blue Harvest. That's a good point. Anyway, I'm in. I don't really care. Sounds good. Uh, next, we have uh, The Force Awakens music score featurette with John Williams. And I didn't get a chance to watch this yet. Yeah, I still haven't had a chance to watch this. We learned about this from an Instagram by Daisy Ridley. We did. And that was really cool. And basically, she was kind of geeking out her experience talking with the Me legend John Williams, John Williams right? So um, I'm excited about checking this out. We do have a link in the show notes uh, if you would like to check it out. We'll probably talk about it next week once we've actually seen it. Yeah. Um, but I think um, John, <laughs> I think John Williams, uh, his score is going to be – I still haven't gotten the soundtrack yet. I really should. I, I did pick it on my Oscar picks, for, yeah. um, which I actually did finish yesterday. Oh, good. All right, man. So let's see. We have some park news. And we – I feel like we should talk about this. Yeah. The, and, uh, the 60th, right? Yeah, I still haven't had a chance to, to, to watch the, the special yet. But yeah, it is the 60th anniversary of Disneyland. Um, Disneyland opened in, uh, it was uh, July 17th, 1955. Right. Unlike what you heard in Jurassic Park when he said 56. Ugh. Um, Blasphemy. but to kind of give you an idea, we are doing, uh, we're, it's taking like what, two and a half years to do Star Wars Land is Something what like they're that. forecasting. Yep. They finished the original Star Wars, uh, the original Disneyland in one year and one day. So, I, I watch documentaries about it. I listen to that uh, Disney Disc podcast. They talk about the history of Disneyland. Like some of the stuff, it baffles me that they finished Disneyland, the entire park, for what was there for release 
in just over a year. That's yeah, they insane. started they started construction on July 16th of 54 and they finished it July 17th of 1955. But the funny thing is, is if you hear some of the stories, yeah. one uh, bathrooms weren't finished yet, so people were peeing in the in the lot in the parking lot. I like the one where the cement was still wet. Yeah, the the cement and asphalt were still wet, so women who came in high heels were sinking <laughs> into it. Um it's just it's it's really funny the the stories you get. One of my favorites is uh because you know it was originally in, it was originally an orange grove, right. and so uh, um, Walt went around and said, "Okay, I want to keep these trees. I want to move these trees. I want these demolished." So he right. had rib- three different colored ribbons on every tree to show which one it was, right? So then, who did they get to uh, to run the bulldozer? The guy was colorblind. Oh god! So he got rid of all the trees. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and that was one of the things. It was very hot. Uh, there wasn't oh, so there wasn't hot. access to water. Right. People were getting dehydrated. I mean, it's I love. I mean, I don't, I don't, I feel bad for those people, obviously, yeah, but people were putting ladders next to fences and climbing over because oh you, you're supposed to have to have an invite ticket. Right. Right. I just, I love hearing the stories from, from the beginning and, and I'm not as, I don't remember all of the stuff like you do. I don't, I'm not as, you know, aware of every piece of history, like some, like some people in the world, but I love Disneyland so much and any little tidbit that I can glean and, and I just kind of grab onto it and hold onto it. And I love watching, you know, the documentaries and stuff like that. So I watched, um, most of the 60th anniversary special with Harrison Ford with, uh, well, he was only in one part of it, okay. but the most of the show, we'll get to that, that post in just a second, but most of the show was kind of just celebrating Disneyland. They had a lot of, nice. um, you know, Celebrities come on and talk about their experience in the park. A lot of music. There was a lot of uh, well, Disney, performances I mean, of Disney as much songs. As Disney is known for its music. Disneyland is very iconic music. I mean, the Tiki Room song. Oh yeah, that the, was mentioned. You know, the theme from uh, you know um, the Haunted Mansion. You know, Grim Grinning Ghosts and this Flash Mountain song. Well, and they folk and they they also used it as a platform to introduce some new trailers for new movies. Of course, like Jungle Book, I'm sure. There was a new Jungle Book thing, I think, and then there was um another movie I have in the other show notes for later, but my one of my favorite parts cuz I'm just something about that stupid song, but they had um the woman that plays the main character in Glee's mom, very famous. Oh, Dina Menzel. Yeah, she sang um Let It Go. Let It Go, and it was just like, all right. Okay. <laughs> I was sitting there by myself. It was late, I had a couple beers. So I was just like there was only like three or four times I like teared up, and that was one of them. All right, well, I'm sorry, I'm admitting it on the mic. No, it's okay. I'm going to school you a little bit here. Okay. <laughs> I just love how you reference to Adina Menzel as uh, the main character from Glee's mom. Yeah. And earlier, you and I were talking during dinner, and we right. were talking about Jesse L. Martin on Flash and how he can actually <laughs> sing, and you learned that he was actually a Broadway guy from back right. in the day. And funny thing is, both Jesse L. Martin and Adina Menzel. We're in the original cast of Rent. Oh my god! And then she. Um, yeah, also, I'm not a. I, my musical knowledge is lacking. Yeah, you're not so much in the musical theater. <laughs> but Adina Menzel uh, also was married to Tay Diggs for like ten years. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, they who Tay Diggs was also in the original cast of Rent. Of course. Um, which I had no idea about. She, uh, Dina Menzel, was also uh, the uh, the first Alphaba in Wicked. Okay. Cool. Uh, she's now in a musical. And I don't. I think it's touring. It's not actually on Broadway anymore. Called. Uh, I think it's called Then and Now or Now and Then. Cool. And she's actually backing that with Anthony Rapp, who is also an original cast member from Rent. Nice. Which is why I keep you around. Um, I think... Um, <laughs> well, I'm just a sucker for musical theater. <laughs> yeah. That's very obvious to everyone now. But my thing is, um, <laughs> that that special was really cool. Um, uh, again, a lot of music. I didn't... I kind of glossed over a couple of the music acts, but 
Um, but when they were doing Disney songs and stuff like that, um, it was really cool. They did. Oh, that's what they did. They did a really cool step in time with, um, awesome. Oh, I can't remember the dude now. Famous actor. You would remember it, but anyway, super cool. Definitely watch it, dude. Well, step in time was one of my favorite songs from Mary Poppins. I mean, it was. It was badass. Yeah, well, you know, there for two reasons. One, they've had a, a, a parade at Disneyland for a few years now. Um, I can't remember the name. Sensational. Of the, parade. the Sensational Parade. Mickey Sensational. Boom. Thank you. That was a good. Pull. I, I go every year. Um, but yeah, they I have watched a, that like three times. They have a step in time <laughs> scene in it, which is really it's really neat. It actually, it actually um, caps the parade if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's right near the end. It's, a lot, it's one of the last things. And um, also with the news that they're redoing a, that they're doing a Mary Poppins sequel. Yeah. So of course they're trying to bring it a little bit back into the forefront. Also, there's a restaurant that opened up a couple years ago on, in Disneyland that's uh, the Mary. Uh, the, oh yeah. The uh, Jolly Holiday Bakery. That's it. Yeah. Um, so cool, man. And so definitely check it out. Good performances, awesome stuff in there. But the, the thing that I was really, I actually stopped watching after this because I was exhausted. It was like two in the morning. Um, was Harrison Ford giving a little, um, sneak peek, <sighs> sneak peek. Yeah. At the, uh, new Star Wars land. It was really cool. They didn't give a whole lot, but it was really neat to watch Harrison Ford walk out on the stage. Um, and, I'm, I'm, I'm not glad he's dead in the movie, but, uh, spoilers. Um, uh, but it's, this gives him kind of a, he can still do these things. Yeah. Well, it's just like not, at the Golden Globes when right. he came out and, and introduced Pentatonix doing the. Right. And, but he's not committed to any more movies. He's right. just, you know, he's still talking about it and he's still part of it, but he's not committed to any of that stuff. So, um, I'll just read this since we, we couldn't watch the film, the video. Uh, the Star Wars themed lands are being developed by uh, Disneyland. So it says ambitious plans to bring Star Wars to life in the two parks include creating Disney's largest single themed land expansion um, ever at 14 acres each, transporting guests uh, to never before seen planet or remote trading po- port, and one of the last stops before Wild Space uh, where Star Wars characters and their stories come to life. Two th- signature attractions uh, take controls of one of the most recognizable ships in the galaxy and uh, the Millennium Falcon. Um, and on a customized, on a customized secret mission and an epic Star Wars adventure that puts guests in the middle of a climactic battle. Very so cool. it's cool. Um, that's really the main thing that they showed was the, uh, Millennium Falcon. They didn't give, of course, none of this is done yet. So, no, it's all um, but it, but it was really neat to kind of see him come out and talk about that. So, um, what's next? Um, actually, you know, speaking of the Star Wars land expansion, one of the unfortunate things about it is, you know, they're obviously displacing some stuff, right? I mean, we already talked about when they first announced it that they're going to be getting rid of the Big Thunder Barbecue right. and, and Big Thunder and, Ranch and, and Toontown. Yeah, and, and part, part of Toontown. I thought it was a good whole it's thing. the whole thing. Oh. Um, but the thing is, it turns out there, there was a residence back there and it's, uh, it was, uh, lived in by the Pope, uh, couple and, um, not the Pope. No. So I'm reading this Pope house. I'm no, like, the, their last <laughs> name was Pope. Got it. And they were the original trainers for all the animals. At oh, Disneyland. wow. No and wonder so, they were back there. Yeah. Right. So what happened was when, uh, when Disney bought the land, there was a whole bunch of houses and, uh, the Popes had actually already been living on the, uh, the back lot in Burbank. Okay. Getting ready to, because they were one of the first people hired for Disneyland. Um, so when, they were moving all the houses that were already on the land. Yeah. Walt said, okay, take your pick and we'll move it to where you're going to be training everything. And so they picked this one house. So it's actually one of the first structures on the Disneyland property. Oh, wow. And it's been there ever since. Well, unfortunately, because of where Star Wars is, Star Wars land is expanding right now. It's being used for this office space. So it's not like it's, it's not like they're still living. There. No, they're long right. gone. Right. 
Um, but it's being moved over to other land a few blocks away. Okay. So it's still going to be kept by the, by the company. It's still. They're going to be doing one of those things where they just pick the house up and move pick it. Pick the house up off the foundation <laughs> and move it. All right. So uh, it's unfortunate that, uh, you know, one of the oldest pieces of Disneyland history is getting moved, right. but it's. At least it's getting moved and not destroyed. Exactly. You know, could be exactly. worse. Um, also, there's a big, uh, news, uh, a big, uh, post on the, uh, Disney Parks blog. Um, this is the official Disney Parks blog, so this is sanctioned stuff. Okay. Um, this is a announcement of some Star Wars stuff coming to Walt Disney World. Cool. Um, the first two things are actually going to begin April 4th, and the first one is a uh, stage show called Star Wars, A Galaxy Far, Far Away, and it's going to include uh, musical numbers and characters such as Kylo Ren and, yeah. and a whole bunch of other people. I feel like they talked about this on the, on the special, too. But I wouldn't may, doubt. I, I think they did, but anyway, continue. And then also starting on the February or April 4th, um, there's going to be Captain Phasma leading First Order Stormtroopers and marches around the park. And awesome. Yeah. Onto a stage I definitely heard about that. I would, oh, we talked about it last week, didn't we? The Phasma thing? I feel like I talked about it with you. No. And I was like, what how... we talked about is the next one. Oh, okay. Maybe. Which is uh, coming up this summer in yeah. Star Wars The Galactic Spectacular. And this is the new fireworks show, which is very similar to the one they're doing at Disneyland, where they show it on the castle, a whole bunch of stuff on the castle. Except for there, it's going to be uh, at uh, the, the, uh, the reenactment of the Grandma Chinese Theater. Cool. Yeah. Awesome, dude. I'm excited for all these. Yeah. I... I love, I'm, I'm not a fireworks fan. But uh, the fireworks per se, but I love the Disney fireworks because they're so incorporated in the song and video and. Well, and I'm not like, you know, Fourth of July here, they do fireworks. We basically go to our second floor and look out the window right. t- toward the harbor. They shoot them from boats. I Me, mean, I'm not the type of person. I don't, I don't like going out and watching them from, no. I mean, I like to just sit at home and I watch the stuff from, uh, right. from Boston and DC. But what I'm saying is, you know, we go up there and we just kind of, you know, watch it and go about our business. But when we're at Disneyland, there's something about these shows, the fireworks. If you time it to music and if it's themed, um, there's something about it, you know, and especially if they play the right side. It is, it, you know, for lack of a better word, it is. And it's, there, there's really nowhere else that you get something like that. Exactly. Well, what I love is the one that, because the, the one that they've been doing off and on now for a decade is the, the one that they did for the 50th anniversary. And it was Julie Andrews, uh, introducing it. Yeah. And I'm sure you've seen it. Oh, yeah. I mean, you've been there in the last decade. Um, but it's the one, I mean, it's, it's not too often that you, it really went around the park. And so yeah. you got, it's a wildest ride in the wilderness. And so then you hear cool. part of Grim Grinning Ghosts and you hear right. part of Pirates of the Caribbean. And it's still one of my favorite pieces of Disney music and it's wonderful. Absolutely. Um, actually, I'm going to listen to it when I get home now. <laughs> yeah. Mine's still, uh, there's two, uh, Fantasmic. Fantasmic is wonderful. And, uh, the Electrical Parade. Yep. You know what my favorite <laughs> thing is, is, uh, the, uh, the, oh God, we're doing a really big Disney geek. We out are, today. you know, the part in the main trick electrical parade that's, um, the, that's actually, uh, that part of me's piece of music is actually called the Baroque hoedown. Oh, really? Yeah. Cause it's a classical hoedown piece. It's okay. really interesting. Nice, dude. All right, man. So, uh, well, yeah, I pulled that out of my ass. Yeah. That's, I'll say you pulled a lot of things out of your ass. Deep in cut. segment. <laughs> I'll just, we'll just call it deep cuts and not ass pulling. But anyway, Disney ooh, deep cuts. I shouldn't say that. Uh, so we should get ahead of Star Wars. Yeah. I'm glad we got to geek out Disney wise. Um, we should talk more Disney. Yeah. I and mean, we talk Disney every once in a while, but I think this one really kind of showed how big Disney fans we really are. Yeah. We probably lost some people. <laughs> well, what I just love is you're wearing a Ultron Pinocchio shirt right now. I am. And I've got a, a goofy, uh, uh, well, actually I'm wearing a, you're wearing your a, thing. And I'm wearing my, uh, the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? 
live show thing I won. Right, that used to be at California Adventure. Yeah, but I also have a, a goofy stuffed animal on my desk at work. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, all right, so. <laughs> With a Tomorrowland poster behind me. Uh, uh, Disney deep cuts. I'm ready to go back to Disneyland. Right. I know, right? I haven't been in three years. I know, dude. Last section. Here we go. I can't imagine any kind of future where I am a hero. Well, you're not. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. Oh, that show's good. Such a good show. <laughs> I'm so glad that's our bummer. I know I, we I, talk about it every week, but it's... I'm two episodes behind, but I... I, I am not. <laughs> It's well, phenomenal. The two episodes are last week's and the one for tonight. Oh well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I have tonight's on the docket. All right, uh, let's get to it, dude. Uh, let's start with conventions. Yes, conventions, because it is coming upon convention season. It's convention season. Um, we have good news. Very have, good news. We have bad news. You have very bad news. Um, <laughs> we have bad news for some. Good news for others. Uh, we have worries on the horizon. So let's just we're gonna kind of nutshell this whole thing. Last weekend was open registration for with, San Diego Comic-Con. for San Diego Comic Con, and we threw our you know what you know something into the ring and hoped the things would be the a RNG thing. Guards were yeah. in our favor, so you know we had. <laughs> I never posted the picture. I should have, um, but we had four different computers with four different member IDs running. Yep, uh, donuts, mimosas, ready to rock, waiting for the luck. You know, and who got the luck this year? It wasn't my brother's account this no. year, which which it usually is. It wasn't mine. It wasn't yours. It wasn't my wife's. It was mine. I know. Marshall, the RNG <laughs> loser. Gets- I never win a thing. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, shoot, I'm in. So uh, we jumped in. We had 15 minutes to complete our deal. By the time we got in, uh, preview night was sold out. But, but that was the only one. That was it. We had our pick from Thursday to Sunday. Uh, Will picked up tickets for the weekend. I picked up my tickets for the weekend because I already had Thursday, Sunday. If only I'd had a little bit more money. Eh, you know what? But it, this, this is my first time having tickets in like four years. And we usually do a lot of stuff outside the convention on just, Thursdays. Yeah, like so, I said, I haven't actually had tickets for the show floor in a number of years. And right. I still have so much fun. So we're stoked. Um, sadly, we didn't get the press passes. That was kind of a bummer uh, all those weeks ago. But, you know... Hopefully next year will be our year for that. But either way, uh, we have a better chance uh, for pre-reg next year, of course. And we're going and we're going to hit the four this year. It's yeah, not great. only that. Maybe if we uh, finally hit triple digits in episodes like Bad Feeling. Well, one of us will be there. Maybe uh, we'll if only it. we can be as cool as them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you could only see the sarcasm on his voice. If you're still listening, Brian, that was for you. Uh, all right, man. So... We have a couple links to some blogs and some of the folks we follow on here. Um, Tony Kim, um, who runs the great unofficial who, SDCC blog. No, he runs the crazy for Comic Con. Oh, crazy for Comic Con. And right. then there's the SDCC unofficial blog who we have some of these other ones in here. And we, we just kind of link some of these we're going to talk about, uh, for a reason. The main reason being is now that we have our tickets, the next thing is hotels. And this, okay, so we kind of, last year I knew it was happening, but we had already decided to go in the RV. We didn't have the money for hotels anyway. So we said, you know what? I'm not even going to jump. I'm not even going to bother with that. I was only living five and a half hours away. Right. Now that we're both very, very far away. away, (laughs) So I decided this year, well, I decided, we decided this year we're going to go, we're going to try our RNG luck with the hotel system. Come to find out last year, and I guess the years before, it's not RNG. No, it's, it's fastest speed. fingers. Speed. 
And this concerns me because there's a whole slew of issues. Last year, there was an issue of people not being able to get in. Yeah, because the screen wasn't loading. And then when it did, it was uh, uh, loading a, f- a faulty uh, registration box. And then by the time they got through, it was a fail and, you know, error messages and that kind of thing. Yeah, so, and like all the downtown hotels were booked by 90 seconds. In 90 seconds. and Which I don't see how that's possible. Well, I don't know how these people are doing it. I mean, obviously, we're going to do our research. We're going to have our hotels picked. But... 90 seconds to fill out a whole form, name, address, you know, I'm guessing credit card info, but maybe not credit card info. I think you pay for it after you put the bid in. So who knows? But really, you put in your top six and they go by timestamps. So like whoever submits it the fastest, they go by timestamp from top to bottom and they take your choices from top to bottom. Right. Um, I think that system is stupid. Especially when you're dealing with the hundred thousand or a couple hundred thousand people that are doing it the problem is it's not just the people with badges it's everyone it's not limited to people with badges which which would be at least one one way of ensuring of getting a ticket but it's anybody who's trying to get a hotel for that event is jumping in here right right and you can't really do it that way because i mean celebrities don't have tickets like that Mm -hmm. so they don't they need hotels too and right and so this goes through travel planners is the company i'm really hoping that they change the system i would like to see it more like epic reg where you have a lobby system you have a lobby system you either get in or you don't and then when you get in you have 10 minutes to, to do it or some five minutes if it's just picking you know hotels but having it be as fast as possible i don't know so we have some worries um it is what it is but uh right now the guess is that it's going to happen on April 5th. Right. Well, on the plus side, we also know what hotels we want. <laughs> right. And, you know, we have a list, but it's like, and we have money. It's just, are we going to freaking be fast enough? <laughs> you exactly. know, and that's what worries me. So, um, all right. It, so maybe not so much if we uh, have the mimosas this time. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have the mimosas. Come on, dude. <laughs> it's the weekend. All right. Anyway. Uh, so what do we have next? Wizard World? Want to talk about that? Yeah. There's a, you know, Wizard World is a, you know, Worldwide con system, just like the San Diego Comic Con has World uh, Wonder Con and, mm-hmm. and Ape and and whatnot. Well, Wizard World uh, is coming to Sacramento uh, in June, the cool. month before Comic Con, and so uh, Marshall and I are thinking about applying for that, and I think it'd be kind of nice. I think we will do it. Um, I f- I have this weird feeling that the week after, because that's the week after school's out. Yeah, it's the week after we get off work. I feel like there's something happening. I feel like I've committed to something, but either way. You know, if you look behind you mm. on the You're wall, about a calendar, aren't you? there's a I don't, I do calendars. group of pages okay. that have numbers and squares and sometimes mm-hmm. images of funny cats. All right. Well, mine don't have cats on them, but also I don't write anything on that. That is true. <laughs> I use my phone and I don't know what's on there. I haven't looked. Anyway, so the point is we might do that. Yeah, we might. It, it'll be fun. And quick update, we are still going to Silicon Valley Comic Con in a few weeks. We are the 17th, 18th, and 19th. Yep. And uh, so if you're in the area sorry, for that, 18, 19, 20. if you are in the area for that or in Silicon Valley and want to hang, we're going to be hanging at some point. I don't yeah. know what we're doing yet, but my brother lives uh, 15 minutes from there. So we'll be doing something. Yeah, it's going to be a, a lot of fun. I can't wait. It, just getting on the convention floors. And, you know, you know, before I had only gone to San Diego Comic-Con, which is huge. Yeah. Right, but last year I was able to go to Phoenix Comic-Con, which is smaller, but mm-hmm. it's still pretty good size. It's much more... 
accessible yeah to be able to go to certain panels and stuff so it's very kind of you're not waiting four and a half hours in line for for one panel right right i mean there are some large panels and whatnot but it's not there would have to be but it's it's not not a quarter million people right exactly all right well um out of conventions and into tv should i start it's all you, buddy. Oh, did I put everything in you? Uh, almost. I I think I have one or two things at the bottom. Okay, cool. So <laughs> this first one made me laugh. There's a petition at change.org. You know, I... T- did you see this? I did totally see this, and it... I thought this would be a funny way to start TV. <laughs> it would be, and it's just, it would be so difficult. Okay, but but, but it would be difficult, and it would be something they, they never do this, right? Oh, no. And they always have an actor... Okay, so really what we're talking about, obviously, we bury the lead. Um, fans are petitioning to have Deadpool... Uh, the character, uh, character host SNL. So this would basically be Ryan Reynolds acting as Deadpool and being in all the skits, you know, or whatever. Yeah. The biggest, I, I see two big problems. Okay. One is Wait, first that, you're, you're acknowledging the fact that it'd be awesome. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Continue. Um, and if I'm not wrong, I think Ryan Reynolds has hosted before. I think he has, but, but not, not as, as a character. Of course not. <laughs> uh, the biggest problem that I think you're going to run across is that, uh, Saturday Night Live is is on NBC, yeah, oh, which right. is Universal and not not Fox, not Fox or Marvel. Um, so that I think not is, Fox or ABC, I suppose. Yeah, so right. that is the first big thing. The second big thing is that he's a reader or a character. Yeah, and you can get away with it quite a bit of stuff on SNL, but you're still not going to be able to drop f bombs, right? And gotta be great though oh it would be great because that's the perfect situation to break the fourth wall and yeah because snl breaks the fourth wall all the time because they always have there are tons of skits where they have uh character uh, they have actors planted in the audience right right i i just think it'd be so great anyway um next thing is uh john barenthal punisher images for daredevil season two have you seen this i have not i, I i'm gonna definitely be checking this out later because i, I want to get them up on pinterest but, yeah uh but john barenthal oh, is that. i think a great casting for I mean, I was not a huge fan of him as Shane in uh, in Walking Dead. Yeah, but I think he's a good actor overall, and I'm really looking forward to see what he brings to the uh, the role of Frank Castle. Totally. So, speaking of which, um, he was talking about Daredevil on. Let me bring this up here. Uh, there was a poster, and then he was talking about it. Uh, this is on Marvel.com. He said, "I think that another part is really trying to emphasize and try to understand through every avenue that is made available to you what it means to be a veteran of war and to see real war combat." This is a character that is extremely important to the military and extremely important to members of law enforcement. Uh, this character, he means a lot to a lot of people. So there were a lot of days in Brooklyn when I first got there uh, where I'd be putting on 50, 60 pound weights on my back and just walking around, walking back and forth over Brooklyn Bridge talking to myself. So I'm not going to read this whole thing, but this is this is really being this is really cool. And if this is how do I want to say this? If he's going through that much. It's going to keep with what is already makes Daredevil such a special thing. I, I completely agree. And one thing I do like about it being on Netflix is that of anybody in the Marvel Universe besides Dare, uh, Deadpool, right. Punisher is an R-rated character. Yeah. And so they can get away with a lot more on Netflix. Definitely. So Okay, so there was a pretty sweet, speaking of which, uh, a uh, Punisher little promo, 16-second deal. teaser promo, yeah. I mean, it was all dark. He comes walking out. And he's holding in his left hand uh, Daredevil's helmet nice. or hood or whatever you want to call Mask. it. Mask. Mask, which is badass. Um, so we have a link in the show notes for that. I am getting so amped for Daredevil season two. Yeah. I mean, it took me so long to watch it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm getting excited for it, too. I, I can't wait. 
All right, so speaking of character promos for Daredevil Season 2, this one makes me so happy. Uh, could it be because Elektra is coming in? Elektra! <laughs> and she's holding her side. Oh, that makes me so happy. Oh, God. Okay, so we... well. Whether I leave the audio in or not, we just watch Electric kick some dude's butt, hit him across the face with a sigh, and it was amazing. Yeah. So, sigh, her sigh are, are beautiful. <laughs> so was I excited about Daredevil before? I'm still excited. Yeah. I'm, I'm really excited. What I'm loving is that all the different companies are bringing in their, their female heavy hitters. Yeah. I mean. Did you, it say who was playing her? It's, they have it before. Um, okay. But, uh, I think we talked you know, about Electra, it before. Electra, Psylocke, yeah. uh, you know. I'm excited about Psylocke. Yeah. Too. It's, it's just, it's cool. I mean, Jessica, I mean, Jessica Jones is such a deep cut. And so good. So speaking of casting things, Game and of Actually, th- this is now confirmed as of today. Is it confirmed? Yes. Okay. So rumored before, confirmed possibly. Yeah. I think I saw a headline before we started the show. Uh, Game of Thrones, Finn Jones is rumored to play Iron Fist. Yeah, it's cool. They're finally getting uh, some. Uh, I mean, because it's going to start filming here pretty soon. Yeah, no. If you and if you watch uh, Game of Thrones, he plays Loras uh, Loras Tyrell. Okay, um, he is. Uh, and if you read the books, you know exactly who that is. Um, but he's going to play Iron Fist. Uh, Luke Cage. Remember the guy who plays Luke Cage? Right. Uh, he, Mike, Mike Mike Coulter. Coulter. He was saying uh, what a couple months ago. He was like, "Oh yeah, they've cast him." Remember we were talking about that? Yeah. But, he never said who it was. Exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, you would think they would have to get kind of get on this, right? You know, it's funny. I uh, I was looking at uh, I was looking for information on the C three PO one shot we were talking about earlier. Yeah. And so I was looking at uh, Marvel stuff coming out soon. There's a cover for uh, the Power Man and Iron Fist uh, comic because you know Power Man is also a name for Luke Cage. Luke Cage, right? And so it shows them walking down a New York street, and Luke Cage just has one unconscious guy like he's carrying him underneath his arm, and then Iron Fist is just dragging a fool by the <laughs> neck and just. I love that. They're dude. just walking down the street. Awesome. I can't wait to see them both together. So speaking of DC's Legends of Tomorrow, and and I, I know you're a little I'm behind. I'm excited for this, but there is uh some images, and at the end of last week's episode, I think we got a little glimpse. But yeah, we, well, we talked about it uh before the show started even airing. Right. Uh, that we talked about that it was going to be going into the future. Yeah, and that we would see Arrow with his goatee, his his signature comic goatee. Right. Oh. I, I don't want to spoil it for you because I haven't seen it. Um, we don't see it yet, but anyway, uh, but yeah, see old man arrow. Yeah. Which is badass with, with the goatee, which is cool. Yeah. So it's awesome. And he actually, there's another, if I'm not mistaken, I have another link in here. Oh no, I didn't put it in, but there's a close up uh-huh. that Amel put up with that has the beard. It looks nice. sick. Yeah, it looks sick. Um, all right. So this is kind of cool because, uh, the wife and I were actually talking about, we're big Doctor Who fans. Yes, you are. And, um, she was upset because it left Netflix. So BBC recently removed uh, Doctor Who from Netflix and Hulu. And while it was thought the BBC might be launching their own streaming service, it's now become known that the Doctor is going to Amazon. And is this just the stuff from 2005 or is it the entire run? It looks like it says all of it. In a tweet that has since been deleted for some reason. Oh, that's weird. Amazon uh, announced Doctor Who series one through eight will be available to stream. Okay. And then that's just the stuff from season from 2005. One through eight. Yeah. Series one through eight. Yeah. What does that mean? Series. It's all before the new stuff. No. This is where it gets confusing. Doctor Nine, the ninth Doctor, Eccleston, starts with Series 1 in 2005. Right. Right. The old stuff, any of the old Doctors, right. like 
Baker and yeah. and all them. That's all in seasons before. Right. So we're both saying the same thing. It's all Eccleston be- past. Right. Yeah, no, okay. I thought you were saying it was all the old stuff. No, I thought you were trying to tell me it was the old stuff. No, I'm telling you it's not the old stuff. Oh, yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. I thought I was tripping for a minute. Okay. Yeah. So we're both saying the same thing. Yes. Yeah. I'm excited because I have Amazon. Yes, you do. And I like Dark Two. Yes, you do. Um, Dynamite Tropic. <laughs> you're killing it, bro. You're killing it. All right. So Marvel's Most Wanted. We talked about this. Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm just excited for even any new content. It's cool. So this is cool. It's so the synopsis for the new ABC Marvel series, Marvel's Most Wanted, has been released. So it says it's a spinoff of Agents of Shield, uh, starring Adrian Pilecki, Pilecki, as Bobby Morse, who I love that character, Which aka Mockingbird, Mockingbird right? and Nick Blood as Lance Hunter. Uh, centers on Bobby Morris, aka Mockingbird and Lance Hunter of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., two ex-spies and ex-spouses who are on the run with no friends, no S.H.I.E.L.D., and long list of enemies looking to claim a bounty on their heads. Um, able to trust no one but each other, Bobby and Hunter form an e- uneasy alliance with Dominic Fortune, a rogue adventurer with a wealth of resources and even more adversaries who agrees to protect them so long as they help him with his own agenda. These two heroes will play help anyone in need. Uh, all while trying to uncover the conspiracy that put their own lives in jeopardy. So I'm, I'm pumped about this. I, I'm not sure. I just wonder, do you think they're going to go more than one season or they're just going to go one season kind of thing? Or it just well, seems sure like they're going to go the first season and then go Agent Carter like and just go from season to season. I'm wondering if it's going to be like full 24 or it's going to be 10 episodes. Oh, I doubt it. I'm sure it's going to be a limited okay. series. And I'm wondering also, I'm wondering a lot about this. I'm also wondering if it's going to be like start with crossovers and stuff. You know, between the two. I'm sure because that's how Marvel always introduces yeah. stuff. All right. Cool. Um, last thing here in TV, Jonathan Frakes is the voice of Star-Lord's dad in um, – What? oh, you put this in here. I did. Yeah, Jonathan Frakes. I was like, this doesn't sound familiar at all. Yeah, so Jonathan Frakes, who most people remember from uh, Next Generation for playing Riker. Yeah, I love him. Uh, has now been cast as the voice of uh, Jason, the uh, Star-Lord's dad in the – Guardians of the Galaxy animated show on XD. Cool. On Disney XD. So there's always there's also the rumors that Kurt Russell has been... I mean, he, Kurt Russell has signed on for Guardians of the Galaxy 2. We don't know what his role is. It could be Jason. Right, we right. We just don't know. But we know that Marvel is introducing the character in back into visual use, universe with the animated series. Awesome. All right. Let's get to movies, dude. Uh, oh, God. Well, are we confirmed after our rant that you guys have already heard if you're hearing this um we talked about wolverine 3 being uh rated r yeah it's confirmed that it's going to be rated r and the rumor is uh just from the last couple of days that it's going to be themed on the current run of uh, old man logan nice very cool which makes sense because you know hugh jackman's getting old <laughs> yeah he is getting old and speaking of not getting old but speaking of rated r uh, Batman vs Superman, uh, director's cut is said to be rated R, and there's been some weird stuff around this. People are like not happy about it or happy about it. Well, it's, it's not like it's going to be. Uh, it's not like you're going to be able to go to the theater and say, "Yes, I'd like to see the PG-13 version." Right. or I'd like to see the R version. No, this is going to be a cut that's going to be on the Blu-ray. Right. And so there's a link in here. Somebody compiled, well, Cosmic Book News compiled a bunch of rated R Twitter reactions. So you get the whole gamut here. People are upset, not upset. Yeah, matter. it's just so stupid because almost everything, when when things get released on on Blu-ray or digital or whatever, however format it's released, that's almost always unrated. Right. Right, which doesn't mean it's good or bad or indifferent. It just means it was never submitted to the MPAA for rating, right? Right. 
This just means that this is stuff that was actually submitted and was asked to be cut to keep it a PG-13. Right. And so it's actually been rated R by the MPAA. There's nothing different from this as to any other movie that has deleted scenes. It's just that there actually have been rated by the ratings organization. And they basically – so I, I'm glad you clarified that because I, I guess that makes a lot of sense. So you submit your movie and you're like, we want this to be PG-13. And they say, um, yeah, sure, if you cut this, 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 and this. Right. Right. Because it's like how many times when, when DVDs were having their heyday, yeah. how many times did you go to a movie and all over it said unrated mm-hmm. edition? Mm-hmm. And you think, oh, okay, that's. I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to see boobies. Exactly. No. That's what I always thought. It just means it was footage that was never submitted <laughs> for ratings con- con- content. Right. Um, I should probably cut myself saying that. But anyway, moving on. <laughs> boobies. Uh, yeah, boobies. Uh, we've said boobies a lot lately. Boobies. Okay. Uh, Justice League movie starts filming in April. Nice. I'm really excited about that, dude. I, I'm, I'm really hoping Batman excited. v Superman is a thing. I'm yeah, I, I'm more excited for Justice League than I am for Batman v Superman. Same here, for sure. Because then, you know, we have Aquaman, we have all the... You have Flash, oh, you got Wonder great. Woman, you got Green well, Lantern. not our Flash, but it's going to be a Flash. Right. We're not butthurt about that at all. Not at all. <laughs> um, speaking of Batman v Superman, the tickets are going on sale uh, Monday. The 29th. Yeah, I'm actually surprised it's, it's taking this long because we're only four weeks out. Yeah, I was going to say, it's uh, end of March, right? Yeah, it's the Friday after we get back from Silicon Valley. Yeah. Right, okay. Same day Daredevil gets released to Netflix. <laughs> I love that. I'll be watching that instead. Well, I'll get to Batman v Superman. We'll see. Right. Um, okay, so we have a first look at Crossbones and Captain America. Yeah, if you remember from uh, the end of Captain America Civil War, um, Crossbones is the, the, I think the character is Frank, uh, the actor is Frank Grillo or. Oh yeah. Check out, uh, Frank, Gr- Frank Grillo is Crossbones. Yeah. He is the, uh, it's a, it's a magazine clips from, these are from Empire Magazine. Right. If you remember back to, uh, to Winter Soldier, uh, this is the character that led the team that tried to attack, uh, Cap in the elevator. In the elevator. And right. also the one that he had the major fight with on the glass partition in the room oh okay i will know the glass was him and bucky but in the room and then when the helicarrier slams into the building you think he's crushed but you see him out on the gurney at the end right well he is very close to death and they turn him into crossbones gotcha and they call him crossbones because he was so close to death got it cool i'm excited about that but this is uh we mentioned him last week because frank grillo is the actor in both uh purge anarchy and purge electioneer that's right i was like why does that name sound familiar um, real quick, there was the Pete's Dragon trailer was the one I was trying to remember up. Remember, that was the one that was released during the 60th episode. Yeah, I still haven't 60th seen anniversary. this. I, you know, I'm not, it's, I'm not a huge fan of Pete's Dragon. Neither am I. I mean, it did win the Oscar for best song with the, the song, uh, I think it was Helen Reddy singing Candle on the Water, which is a beautiful song. Right. Um, but there's, it's, it's kind of got a, a place close to home because it was actually filmed in Morro Bay. Oh, okay. Um, and actually, the all the, the, the lighthouse scenes and everything is actually at Montana de Oro. No, really? Which is very close to where I grew up on the central coast of California. I lived there for a while. Nice, dude. Um, well, I lived in the central coast. Uh, we'll save that trailer. Uh, we'll check it out. Real you know, if you like it. Otherwise, we'll talk about real reviews. Um, <laughs> so speaking of, I didn't mean to, to put a gap in this, but Mar- uh, Martin Freeman's Captain America Civil War role is revealed. Dude, is Martin Freeman just like joining every single universe? I'm going to say he's going to be in all the things. I mean, because he's Watson on Sherlock. He's amazing. And he's that- Bilbo in... Uh, Lord of the Rings? Well, no, in uh, no, um, Hobbit. Hobbit. Oh, he was uh, the main character in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. <sighs> I loved his role in that. I love that movie. He has a bit part in uh, Shaun of the Dead and the Cornetto trilogy. So- and also in Hot Fuzz. All right. Now, Freeman is playing Everett Ross. 
a member of the Joint Counter-Terrorist Center. In the comics, Everett Ross is the U.S. government's liaison to Wakanda. So more, uh, so more than likely, Ross will be linked to Chadwick Boseman's Black Panther in some capacity and may be featured in the standalone Black Panther movie as well. So he's jumping into Marvel, dude. Yeah, so basically it sounds like he's the intelligence liaison too. I mean, he's not like he's the ambassador or anything. Right. But he's the intelligence liaison to Wakanda. Speaking of Wakanda and Black Panther, see the segue? Uh, nice. I put these, I put these together. See, we have show notes. Bad feeling. Um, so, <laughs> which I don't think you want to point out right after we just had a gap between our civil war and. Oh, no. I can, I can, that's what editing's for. <laughs> and I'm going to leave this in and not edit the first part. Perfect. <laughs> so we've seen black, so it says we've seen Black Panther battling, uh, Captain American Civil War trailers. Um, so latest issue of Empire Magazine, uh, features Chadwick Bozeman, um, T'Challa. Seemingly side by side with Steve Rogers. So he kind of goes on and basically there's a bunch of different clips here about him talking about the role. Um, it talks about, uh, the role and mission in civil war. He kind of goes on to say he's not on anybody's team. Um, it's my political mission to tame it and get it under control. He's the prince of Wakanda and all heroes have a weight on their shoulders, but will eventually be a difference. Uh, he carries politically and socially. So, uh, he goes on to talk about Wakanda and what his powers are, which I think is kind of cool. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to read part of this real quick and then we'll move on. So it says Black Panther combines mystical powers and tech and high tech accessories. The latter are definitely present in Civil War. Vibranium is woven into the suit to provide extra protection and has been shaped into claws so sharp they can cut through other metals. Uh, there are also Bozeman teases further properties to the suit that you'll see at a later date. So I'm thinking he may not get, and it kind of alludes to the fact that he won't get the superhuman kind of, um, speed and magical properties until the origin movie i love vixen yeah okay now i'm curious about this because wakanda is a major thing because wakanda is where vibranium comes from okay and that is what makes up captain america's shield right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we've we've seen wakanda in a couple of things we we had it very briefly mentioned in uh, age of Ultron, right um when we actually see ray park's character right Okay, and I can't remember who he plays, but he's a a person in Wakanda. I'm sure we'll get to that in the origin story. Sure. But also, um, we saw it in the uh, Wolverine Origins movie. Oh, okay. Because I still haven't watched that. At the beginning of the movie, the 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 group that Colonel Strikers put together with Wolverine and Sabretooth and Weed Wilson and Agent Zero and and uh, Blob, and they go to Wakanda to get the vibranium. They don't see. T'Challa or you right. know, Black Panther or whatnot, but but also what I'm really interested in is if his claws are made of out of vibranium, and he goes head to head with Captain America, whose shield is made out of vibranium. Yeah, what happens then? Exactly. Does he <laughs> cut through the vibranium shield? Do they equal out? Do they like cancel or do each you other just out? Hear, do you just see like sparks? <laughs> I wonder. Uh, that'll be fun to see. Definitely. All right. So Pacific Rim two is a go. Sadly. Um, I'm just kidding. I don't really care. You know, Pacific Rim was actually a very entertaining movie. I know. I never saw it. Um, and actually everybody was really hoping for two, including Kevin Smith. And everyone was really bummed that it got dropped. Right. Uh, But it seems to be back. Yeah. I'm actually kind of glad it's, it's, I mean, it's huge robots in, yeah, in ocean. Is it the same? It's not, is it the same director, Stephen Denight? Do you know? I don't know. Because it's saying right here, Stephen Denight is to direct it. So yeah, I really don't know. Um, Speaking, going back, Iron Man character returns for Captain America. So surprise Iron Man character, excuse me. Um, you see this? I did not. This is cool. <laughs> when Empire caught up with Rusa. Okay. So basically, uh, it's Gwyneth Paltrow, Pepper Potts. Oh, okay. So 
I but mean, she's also got special powers now from Iron Man three. She's got the uh, what's it called the um, extremis. Right. So it says, what does it say? Uh, an empire caught up with Russo recently. They already had righteously successfully, riotously successful screen- test screenings, and we're beginning five day pickup uh, to finish off Civil War. It doesn't say if she's gonna have cool powers, but. Well, I mean, I'm glad that they're getting back to this, though, because they've had a a bad run of bringing in great A-list actresses to be the female leads in a lot of the standalone movies. Right. And then when you get to the, the group movies, you see them mentioned offhandedly. Yeah, it's like, oh, we know that person, but oh, they're not there's, here. there's <laughs> Natalie Portman's Jane, but yeah. she's been taken to whatever for safety. We have to get her out of here. Did you get rid of her? Yes. Here's Iron Man, <laughs> but where's Pepper Potts? You exactly. Know, that sort of thing. Uh, this is actually kind of funny. So Stan Lee regrets one thing about his Deadpool cameo. And I saw this title. I was like, what? What is he regretting? He never regrets his stuff, right? Right. So he said, I wish I had spent more time in the strip club, Lee told EW. That's right, because he Bang was the Theory. DJ. Right. And they had, they had me in and out too quickly, Lee joked. And he said... uh Lee continued to mention about being, and I thought this was cool, appearing in Marvel movies, said, if it's a Marvel movie, I'm there for it, uh, Stan Lee said. Whenever a new movie comes out, I hope they'll have a spot for me. I get such a kick out of doing it. The fans seem to like it. I'm going to tell you a secret. This is great. You can imagine he's like 94 years old, right? Uh, he said, here's the reason the movies make so much money. My cameo. <laughs> a man takes a girl to the movie, right? They're watching the movie and they bend down to get some popcorn. In doing so, they miss my cameo. Now the movie ends and they say, oh my God, we missed Stan Lee's cameo. So what do they do? They run to the box office and buy two more tickets and see it again. That's why the movies do so well because of my cameos. Oh, absolutely. I love Stan Lee, dude. He's, he's ah, funny. He's awesome. Anyway, I just thought that was fun. And let's see. What do we want? Oh, God. Did you... <laughs> Okay, so we talked about this. We talked about Baywatch and real reviews. Yes, we did. Much to my dismay. So the real reviews that came out before this show, you're listening to this after the fact. We, we talked about the fact that uh, uh, Priyanka Chopra mm. is going to be the villain. All right, so we did talk about that, but we get the first look at oh, Dwayne Johnson no. and Zach Efron in Baywatch remake. I don't need to see Zach Efron right next to the Rock. Wow. I mean, because Dwayne Johnson plays everything tongue in cheek, so you know he he you just know he's having a good time doing it. I just I don't know about Zac Efron. I don't know about this movie. Have I mentioned that I'm not happy about this movie except for this part? <laughs> um, yeah, no, this movie makes no sense. It's too late, and I don't like it. But it's happening. It's happening. We shall see, and we shall. Karen Gillan uh, teases Nebula. From Guardians of the Galaxy 2 set. So she's going to be in it. Nice. Yeah. She's always going to be Amy Pond to me. Yeah, me uh, too. She was almost unrecognizable as Nebula in the first one. Um, she really was. Like, uh, it was. I didn't even realize it was her. Yeah, because like, she's watching bald the movie. Yeah, bald and blue and exactly. vicious. Which is good. I mean, if she can <laughs> yeah. pull it off without you seeing Amy Pond, that's good. And she played it really well. Yeah. Yeah. You have, oh. a, you have an RPO casting? Yeah. Today got uh, announced that uh, <gasps> Ty Sheridan, um, who plays uh, Cyclops in the upcoming X-Men Avengers, has been cast as... Uh, Apocalypse. You said Avengers. Oh, yeah. Sorry. X-Men Apocalypse. I don't want to get a correction on that. Uh, so Ty Sheridan, who uh, will play uh, Cyclops in the upcoming X-Men Apocalypse, uh, has been cast to play the lead role in oh Steven God. Spielberg's Ready Player One. So he's playing Wade? Yes. Wow. I have no idea what he looks like. But... 
I'm excited. They finally have a cast. I want this movie to be made. I love this book. Well, so we much. announced last week or on Real Reviews it'll be uh, March of 2000 or April 2017. Right. Um, I you know I I just want to say I start, I've been spending a little bit less time playing Galaxy of Heroes because they. The new uh, Avengers Academy game uh, has gotten released a couple weeks ago. And the, the main reason I picked it up, one, it's Avengers, right? But it's yeah. obviously based towards the teen audience. But it's made by Tinyco, who does the Family Guy game that, yeah. I, that I really like. And then I started playing it, and I'm like, dude, some of these voices are sounding so familiar. And the one that really got me is uh, I was listening to the Tony Stark character. Yeah. I'm like, dude, that sounds so much like Dave Franco. <laughs> so I loved it. Dave Franco is so funny. I like and we were talking about him for the Han right. Solo thing. Yeah, because he's on the short list for Han Solo. Um, and he's so funny, and I like him so much better than his older brother. But so I looked up. I'm like, dude, it's got to be him. And so it turned out it is him. Nice. It turns out the entire cast for the Avengers Academy game is like all star. Nice. Um, I'm gonna have to check it out, dude. Yeah, the uh, the girl who plays the Rock's daughter in San Andreas does the voice of Wasp. Uh, um, Allison Brie from Community does the voice of Spider Woman. Nice. Uh, Colton Haynes who played Arsenal in the Berlanti verse. Oh, uh, really? Does the voice oh, of you were Thor. telling me that. Yeah, does the voice of Thor. And then kind of bring it full circle, Priyanka Chopra, nice. who is uh, from Quantico, and she just got cast as the villain in Baywatch. She does the voice of uh, Ms. Marvel. Nice, dude. Kamala uh, Khan. That's pretty cool. Um, the only thing I have for gaming, which I think is worth mentioning, we have a link in the show notes. There's so much there. I'm just touching on it right now. But Jay and Son and Bob, um, there's a... It's not a Kickstarter, but it's like a Kickstarter right. type campaign. Um, it's Jane Silent Bob Chronic Blunt Punch. And the gameplay looks cool. The, the art looks cool. Um, obviously Smith and them have a role in it. There's a video on there. Definitely check it out. Right. The whole premise of the game is that Jane Silent Bob are losing their drug customers yeah. to, to the, uh, to the mindlessness of the mall. Oh, that's great. And then like getting to the mall and I guess people are like forgetting they're in the mall and getting trapped and right. it's going to be really cool. Um, I don't know. I might put some money towards this cause I like to support, um, stuff that Smith does. I mean, I'm really not hoping that he needs they my this, help, but yeah, I'm really hoping they get it finished off in time to really tie it in with mall rats too. Yeah. That'd be perfect. Um, I'm excited about it. I might, uh, I might throw some money at it, try to get, you know, at least, at least enough to get the game when it comes out. Right. Um, but it looks cool. So we have a link in the show notes for that if you're interested. Check it out. And we have some merch and then we're out of here, huh? Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll just talk about the, the quick one merch thing that I have is, uh, um, it's, if you listen to the real review show, you know that I'm a huge Oscars fan. Yes. And they just released this week that it turns out at the 2000, I think it was 2014 Oscars, they got a huge collection of former Oscar winners to just write down their thoughts in a journal. And it was, they had asked them the question, what advice do you wish you had been given before you joined the movie industry? Huh. And so now the Oscars has released this little journal. It's a little moleskin journal. It's white with gold and everything. It's yeah. really kind of cool. It's only twenty nine ninety five. Huh. And uh, I'm definitely picking that up uh, here pretty shortly because it looks pretty darn cool. And nice, dude. I put a link in the show notes and I'm just, I, I think it's really cool to have all this advice from people that have succeeded in their industry. For sure. Um, I just have a couple quick things. Um, just we were talking about uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in the real reviews. So dude, I, threw I how <laughs> is it that I did not know that Stephen Amell was playing uh, Casey Jones? Yeah, dude, I was I was trying to tell you it's gonna be it might be worth watching. I gotta watch the first right? one still. But um, 
The Ninja Turtles 2, Krang, Bebop, and Rocksteady action figures are revealed. We have a link in the show notes for that, I think. Right, this is the rhinoceros and the, uh, yeah, yeah. the hippo or whatever it is. Uh, it's a rhinoceros and a warthog, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, right, right, right. And uh, I, right, right, right. I love those guys. Uh, so that's pretty cool. There's also an app, uh, which I thought it, this made the most sense to put in merch, but a DC All Access app, which I think I'm going to end up downloading when we're done here because... It is really kind of cool. So what it does is, uh, let me open this up. It kind of brings everything that's DC into one place. Okay. And it's trying to keep everything kind of and give you notifications of stuff. It gives you like stickers and emojis and all that kind of stuff. That but sounds then, kind of fun. But then it's got, uh, news and stuff too. So exclusive news and reveals, fan giveaways, uh, DC news stream, uh, first look at exclusive original videos and episodes, movie tickets, and fan community, etc. So it, it, it's one of those things. Like I saw a link for it, I was like, "Oh, that looks cool." But it's like, oh, my, you know, maybe worth getting some push notifications right, if so you do a podcast about pop culture. Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> it sounds like it's the equivalent of like the the really all encompassing Star Wars app, exactly. or uh, the Marvel app. Exactly. There's one more thing here. Uh, DC is do, you know, speaking of DC, they're doing a Batman versus Superman who will win contest. Right. So we have a link in the show notes for that. Just if you want, if you like entering contests. Yeah, I mean, they've constantly been doing this through all their merchandising. I mean, they have the whole thing with the cereal, right? And I think I win. I think we all win when we finally see these two on screen together. <laughs> I think we all win. All right, man. So that's it. That's it for the night. We're out of here. So thanks for tuning in to The Usual Podcast. We welcome all feedback. So if you have comments or questions, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. And of course, we're on Facebook, Google+, Pinterest, Instagram, and Swotor Network. I'm at Darth Pops on Twitter. Will is at IMO Griggs. iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play. Find us there. Like us. Rate us. Love us. Uh, go to our support us page. All kinds of ways to support this podcast. If you want to help us out in any way, help us get to conventions and that kind of thing, audibletrial.com slash usual podcast. And of course, if you actually want to give us money, a buck or two an episode, patreon.com slash usual podcast. And uh, unless you have something else, my friend, um, I'm going to say out. We're out. We out. Were you just totally channeling 90s hip hop? It's possible. I'm living in the past. I mean, that was pretty much Blackstreet right there. I, I can only do so much. No diggity. Oh, God. That's a, that's a deep cut. No doubt. <laughs> all right. So uh, with that, we'll see you all next week. Peace. Oh, did you see that in there? Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> God.